With the big boys coming with the big fists. I feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. Big hoes coming with the big pots. Feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. With the big boys coming with the big fists. I feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. Big hoes coming with the big pots. Feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. And as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host. Saul Thompson on Instagram at Saul Thompson. How are you, John? Huge. Saul, we're on a, we're on a two-episode streak of remembering how to introduce this podcast. This is incredible. Good. If I could figure out how to do the outros consistently, we might actually be a podcast. I actually may have spoken too soon because Saul, we do actually have a guest in the studio. And typically I talk about that at the beginning of the pod. But I mean, we usually, we usually throw in like a little, little banter at the beginning. Yeah. Got to yeah. tease it. It's true. Know? True. Uh, Saul, how you doing? Uh, I cried so much yesterday that my face is permanently puffy. Uh, I have very sunken eyes and this is the first time that they have not been sunken in, in years. Man. Weird, weird feeling. Very. I can imagine. Yeah. It's, uh... Looks kind of cool. <laughs> Thank you. You look good, dude. Yeah. Uh, saw a funny tweet today. Let's Guy go. saying, starting to think that that seasonal depression isn't seasonal. Made me laugh. No. Um, I don't know, guys. Take care. Take care of yourselves. It's, it's harder on the holidays sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay, though. Well, I'm glad. You know, always here for you, my friend need to worry anybody but john saw real quick how are you i'm doing all right man doing pretty good um it's the it's the holiday season you know i'm i'm blessed to say i'm having a good time right now went and got the christmas tree today you participating in the Lexus December to Remember sales event? Yeah, I actually bought eight Lexuses for resale. <laughs> um, so if anyone wants to buy a Lexus off of me, you know, Mangrel's getting worse and worse. Yeah, hit me up. I'm, <laughs> I'm in huge debt right now. I bought eight Lexuses. Lexi, should I say? Mm. Uh, I believe that is the plural. Um, yeah. On that note, Saul, we are not alone in the podcast <laughs> studio today. Um, would you like to introduce our guest? Absolutely. We had him on. One of the first things he said on the Zoom was, why me? We yes. Have an answer for that. Um, we here at Pair of Kings podcast. We're not about, we're not about numbers. We're not about clout. We're not about trend chasing. We are about is people who are passionate about what they do are mm-hmm. doing something unique and who have a goal or God forbid I say this word around the, the streetwear community, but a vision that <laughs> uh aligns aligns with ours you know we we like nice people we like passionate people we like people who are creatives um so i believe i've seen your work on the explore page it's been sent in a couple of group chats like people definitely love what he does mm-hmm. um we oh, thought that he would be yeah we thought that he would be a good fit so without further ado um it is drew from kunai.nyc uh that's his tag on instagram Welcome, Drew. Yes, hello. Feel welcome. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, have you ever done a podcast before? No, I've not. Um, I think it's because I've been like more judgmental in the past, um, and I was kind of like, 
waiting for something not from the fashion community like I've, I've wanted to do mm. like a podcast about like more like meme stuff or like art art adjacent and I kind of don't consider fashion art adjacent but like in the last year I've realized like oh shit like you know this is kind of the world that we have to deal with this is kind of like we live in a society yeah we live in a society and so like I'm, I'm kind of like <laughs> open more I, I've been more open to doing like fashion related things in terms of luckily like, luckily engagement. for you most of our following thinks we're just a meme page so yes that's you want to really only awesome. talk about memes yeah. we're here listen I people got the, I got still the soy jacket no, I, I saw that and I was like very happy to see it <laughs> yeah people are really still surprised for a podcast it's been 11 months and it's our ad is pair of kings pod and our name is pair of kings podcast on instagram and yet they're like what it's like we're so like here? deep into podcast like existence where it's like that really could be a meme page name. Oh, most definitely. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I uh, I had a job interview and I I talked about having a a meme page like I I talked about a podcast but I was like yeah like we advertise to a younger audience. He's like oh that's interesting how do you do that and I was just like oh Fashion you ever heard memes. of a you ever heard of a wojack and he was like no and I was like great. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to mention the time we posted a deep fried picture of a hot dog with the word <laughs> Raph Simmons on it. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Uh, Very fashion forward um, of you. Thank you. Um, but, but Drew, welcome. We're so glad you you were able to take the time to join us here on the Pair of Kings podcast. We appreciate it because if not, then Saul and I are unemployed as podcasters. Yeah, no, I appreciate it too. Um, but, you know, glad to hear things seem good. Uh, it's, it's cold outside. So it's outerwear season. Everyone get to bust out their, their giant coats and stuff. Get the bus in. Layer season. And yeah, I hope everyone listening right now gets a huge fit off today. Um, Drew, can we get a fit check for the pod to start things off? Uh, I almost don't want to, um, because, okay. So I got, you know, the, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, it's, 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 it's a first ever (laughs) denied fit check on the pod. Respect. Yeah, I'll take it. Saul, are we are we skipping? Up. Are we skipping ours? For are we just we're hmm. breaking down barriers? No, no, no. You can, episode? you can. Okay, you should you should? It's your pod, you Damn, know. I don't want to be left out though. Now I feel like you know, like the cool kids are in the corner. <laughs> yeah, the cool kids aren't like... doing fit checks. Yeah, are we? Are we, we the forward? nerd? Saul, you just muted your mic, but yes, I I'm sorry. It was nerds. a misclick. Are we a nerd? Oh, we are, we're nerds. Yeah, that's. Okay. I think that's established at this point. Um, okay, cool. So, do nerds do fit checks? I guess. Yeah, nerds will do fit checks. I have uh, on the legs a pair of Momotaro jeans. Um, they are not jeans. They are instead cargo pants. Um, like them a lot. I wear them a lot. Um, and I think they're one of my more complimented pieces of clothing, which is strange because I got them on like clearance, and they are a little bit too tight and. It's like, oh, all right, I'll get these because I like Momotaro. Why not? And um, I don't know. And the rest is history. Basically. Wow. um, Sick. That was pretty cool. But um, what else do I have on? I have a shirt from Online Ceramics that has a picture of a cow. It says, be outstanding in your field, which I think is really funny. Um, That's pretty good. It's a cow. It's outstanding in the field. Ayo. Huge. Shout out Online Ceramics. That is a company I will gladly wait two months for them to ship my order. Uh, I kind of forgot I'd ordered this shirt. I'm not going to. It's a fun surprise (laughs) when it shows up two months later. Sure. Um, Not many companies I tolerate that. Yeah, I I went off in our boys' episode about 
companies taking long to ship, but then online ceramics is like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. But like uh, people have like nowhere to complain about that shit anymore since everyone's like off like streetwear startup or like the streetwear Reddits and shit. Yeah. It's like you you could be in the comments, but you could just like, you know, the brands could just delete delete your comment. Yeah. I was going off in Tuesday's episode. I bought a pair of pants from 18 East in November and they haven't shipped yet. And it was $15. It's like, where is this money going towards? I could have walked to New York by now and got, got my pants. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I okay, have wait. other pants. I'm rounding, I'm rounding out my fit, and then yeah. I have a question. I okay. have a, a rep capital fleece. I, I didn't want to buy a $900 fleece off the top. Be like, what is this? I bought the rep. It's great. I now have full confidence in, in capital and their fleeces. But, Drew, were you on the, the streetwear startup subreddit? I wasn't on there, but I would like look at that shit because it was like really unbelievable. I don't know. It's like a lot of times you have to look at like the outer rim of like these tiny communities to see where mm-hmm. they're going rather than like mm-hmm. the center, you know, and like streetwear startup is definitely the outer rim of like streetwear in terms of like what's cool and what's good and what's new because it's like kind of only one of those things and it's new. <laughs> but, but no, so I was never on there, but I would definitely like look around and just like see like oh like what do kids think will pop off and shit. There was like, what, so what do kids think they can really make a buck off of? So yeah. many t-shirts. There was the guy who would do like embroidered box logos with different art pieces. It was like the same framing as the screen <laughs> box. I just remember that one. And then there were a lot of graphic t-shirts with like barking Rottweilers on them. Yeah, yeah, the classic. Yeah. Who was the the guy who like blew up on Streetwear Startup? Was it? It wasn't Bare Knuckles, but it's something like that. Okay. Steady Hands, is that it? Was it the motherfucker who had like the the overdyed pink sweaters? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the hoodies yeah, that were like it, like the meaning thing. It was all like pastel. Yeah. Well, I mean that that doesn't really narrow it as much as <laughs> we would hope. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. But uh, saw anything on the on the shoe. No, I just got some the... some rep capital socks. I'm I'm repping Ayo. today. You're repping um, the reps. It's capital I with a C. Shit out of that. Yeah, exactly. Capital. I respect um, that because I paid retail for a pair of capital socks this year and definitely regret it. I've worn them zero times because out I of don't fear of wearing forty five dollars socks. I, like I I love capital and I love supporting them and and what they do, but like that's that's egregious right like it's a lot five dollars for for what they are in hand it's a lot but it'll be worth it for that one fit pick where i post birkenstock bostons with a smiley face peeking out the back hard net me the extra seven likes on ig yo you're at uh you're at 3412 now so (laughs) 3405 quick math yeah something like that Yep. Anyways, I'll blast right into my fit check so we can get right into the main event of this podcast. Um, on the feet, I'm actually wearing shoes today, believe it or oh, not. Oh, damn. Going crazy. In the house? Shoes in the house. Well, I, knew, I normally wear my Burks, but they're downstairs. <laughs> um, these were next to my desk, and I haven't worn them outside yet. So as of right now, they're still house shoes. Um, they're a <laughs> pair of Saucony S-Lab XT4s that I got uh like over 50 percent off sale because retail on those is stupid and uh they've been great so far they're super comfortable um i mean for i think they're like a seven-year-old shoe the silhouette and sock or not saucony solomon did i say saucony yeah you did there's there's solomon's uh but solomon charges like 250 for those which is insane Hmm. um so i got those for significantly less than that but 
Um, I have a pair of socks that have the bazooka gum logo on them. Very cool. Um, a pair of capital jeans provided to me by our very own Saul Thompson for my birthday this year. Thank you, Saul. Nice. A belt from studio to artisan. It's a natural leather belt with little cartoon pigs embossed in it. Um, a basic hey. dark Navy turtleneck and a like kind of cowboy safari over shirt from a vintage brand from the seventies called Mr. Legs that I looked up on Google. They have no information about the brand except for old eBay listings. Okay. John, can I make a request? Absolutely. Okay. You can Can make it. I don't know if it'll happen, but you can make it. Can you please make a video of you doing the dance, the jerk as made popular by the new boys? Mm -hmm. Of course. In Birkenstocks, call it your Burke. Yo, you jerk. John could definitely jerk. I I could. I know. I mean, like for real. Like, can you? Like, can you hit that shit? Like, like, do you have your own like variation? You know, like. I've always been really proud of my ability to do dance trends. So Bro, I'm trying to see know. this jerk. Patreon only content. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just kidding. I I may have to upload a video of me doing old school dance trends on our new TikTok account that we made to to keep up yeah you should TikTok, King's pod. yeah TikTok, follow us on tiktok so everything Saul posts gets like a million likes and then everything i post gets like 17 likes john you haven't posted anything in, in weeks Out of I mean, your, your shame. account looks like exceedingly like a personal account of someone and i think like you get yeah. less likes you know yeah like, it's like all, because of that because like oh this is just like a, a, a human being yo damn anyways that's my fit um the the jacket kind of reminds me of joseph joestar from part three of jojo's bizarre adventure oh but i'm not nearly cool enough to be joseph joestar i his stand was so lame oh yeah like let's talk about it it's like a great purple you gotta it doesn't do anything he takes pictures which costs what is it thirty thousand yen forty thousand hey just come on dude you're going broke takashi murakami no he has he has the speedwagon foundation he has infinite money that's true, actually. I heard Murakami was broke. Murakami like, is broke. Ago. Is he? We talked about that yeah. last episode. He spent Damn, all I of his money. It, I will. Oh, it's okay. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> he spent all of his money on a movie that's never coming out. Yeah, yeah that's some Soja Boy shit. <laughs> if you if Respect you jump, grind. <laughs> if you jump Takashi Murakami, you have to give him money. Yeah, that's how it goes. I had a or we had a tweet that was like. How's Takashi Murakami broke? Just draw a flower, bro. <laughs> Seriously, he could he could just sell flower drawings for for a thousand a pop, and people would buy them. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. does someone like that go broke? That's honestly, I I like. It's I like almost baffling. don't believe it. I yeah. like because like I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, like if your proximity to like wealth and like infrastructure and that shit is so good, which to him it is. It's like you can never like Kanye will never like run out of money because he's got too much like sway and mm-hmm. like he's got like Yeezy and he's like close to all these things. It's just like, he could take out like, like bro, like Murakami could take out probably like a million dollar loan. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, that, by all that, means. Like son is yeah. not going broke. He could take out a dollar for every Instagram follower he has. Yeah. Is that how it works though? I don't know. Hold um, on, I'm calling my bank. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, Takashi Murakami, come on the pod, dude. Let's talk about this. Anyways, 
Drew, we wrote up some questions for you that you have not heard yet that yes. we are going to be asking you. Um, we're also going to do some freestyling. I mean, we don't, we don't Fire. keep it the most, I don't know, in line uh, if you, with, if you with go the off actual script, John will, John will body slam you. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even know the script. Exactly. I answer, will not be body wrong. slamming anyone. John played football in high school. He's a bully. No, that's not true. That's <laughs> no, the most gentle giant I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like the least aggressive kid on the football team. <laughs> I'm sorry after every play. Um, regardless, not a football sorry. podcast. This is a fashion podcast, and it's time to get into our questions. First one, just base level. Drew, how are you, and what have you been up to during quarantine? I'm doing really good. I saw a good friend today. Um, he runs the uh, the One Go store, One Go to NYC, if you know it. Um, that's the homie. We just like walked around New York and like are looking at some uh, like physical opportunities in the city because like the real estate market's like very yeah. weird right now. Um, yeah. So just like kind of brainstorming and drinking coffee in the park type shit. Um, that's super cool. exciting. Yeah. Very New York yeah very it's it's been sick and like i gotta say there's like i think the landlords are finally starting to like see to a certain extent that like it shit is not coming back yet or in the way that they think so like we've had some good responses from landlords then something like it might be like a pretty i don't know i'm not trying to speak uh you know out of turn here but it looks like there's going to be like a pretty decently sized pop-up at some point in the future soon Ooh, that's very Um, exciting can we get can we move on to the landlord slander part of the pod real quick yeah, that usually lasts about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. it should. Guys, I, I had to evict this family of four because they didn't make their water bill payment. I hope you understand, guys. It's com- like it's my job. I'm sorry. Proceeds to help them. for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the same kids that are going to Goodwill and like buying out, you know, everything basically in like populated areas are the same All people the who to be landlords. Sweaters. <laughs> I Yo, saw it says a listing. Momo on it? Hold it's like someone flaming <laughs> a listing. I can't remember which Instagram account posted it, but it was a pre-worn Nike hoodie with the the swoosh right here. Apparently, that's sought after. Yeah, it's covered in rare. paint. Uh, listed on Depop for three hundred dollars. Oh, this is the future I, uh, liberals want. <laughs> yeah, literally. We live in a I, society. I uh, I listed some Carhartt double knees on on. Uh, grailed on the big g and they have paint they have paint splatter and so i looked up like to get an They're idea more of after that way yeah carhartt double knee paint splatter and it's dudes who just like go to marshall's and will get like acrylic paint and just wipe them on the <laughs> it's carhartt pants like what are you doing stop it's funny you say that so th- this kid oscar actually like does that okay. but i gotta say it is like pretty damn tasteful There's yeah, it's, it's so difference. it's there's like no word to say good that hasn't been like re-territorialized by shitty streetwear startups. But it, I swear it's tasteful. <laughs> Wait, all right, hold on. So you like the new close. gourmet. Give like... us your give us your like streetwear startup like your your buzzwords that you're throwing out to to try to entrance people. The buzzwords that I throw out? No, no, no. I'm saying you're a streetwear startup. You're trying to use other words for new, right? Like innovative, yeah. uh, tasteful, cutting tasteful, edge, utilitarian, utilitarian, oh, tech-minded, tech fucking Ooh. modular, um, Ooh. <laughs> streamlined. If there's like a flat felt seam on the outside, like wow. workwear it's inspired. A blank, it's a like, blank workwear inspired is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> workwear inspired is like so fucking irritating because there's like definite like 
like there there is like a class element to that that's like so fucking corny um oh, like i don't even want to talk about it type corny um, <laughs> but yeah i mean i don't know it, the overdyed thing if it's just like not a standard blue like, <laughs> i don't know it's 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 so tiring and and it, they they yeah. have really like gone through the roster of like good words Oh you know, god. Like, yeah. We're out of bud words. The, swe- the sweater's got like a raw hem, like, oh, it's rustic, it's tasteful. Like rustic. That's yeah. the one they Cottage always core. throw out of the That I haven't shows. seen yet, thank God. Oh, rustic are coming next. for rustic. Anything soon. that's yeah. brown. <laughs> yeah, anything that's brown. Earth tones equals rustic. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, I gotta start gotta start doing the uh like the master chef. I made something terrible, therefore I will use a buzzword. Yeah, uh, but you gotta use them even for making good shit. It's like I don't know. Yeah, I, that's I, true. Or go the opposite way and just say it's good. Oh, that's what I try to do. I like I try just to be like, oh, like this. Like I don't know if you like seen like captions. It's all like, oh, like Adidas skirt. Like, yeah, yeah. Belted yeah. pants. Like, but how will I know if it's it's utilitarian or or modular? I can't tell you, you for gotta, myself. You try it out. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to put it in my myself. ears. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, glad to hear you doing well. Um, yeah. Side question: Have you been in New York your entire life? Yes. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Do you Millie Rock? New York. Oh no, I don't. I I was like, I thought it was funny you mentioned Jerk. I like was big into that shit. Um, Did you Dougie? Yeah, I mean that's like okay. you know. But... Whoa, are you cocky? No, but. I got a clean doggy. You got to be turn, proud. Turn on the camera. There's a difference you know. between I can't, I can't, Dude, I would. I would. <laughs> no webcam. Episode two between us and Drew is just a dance off <laughs> episode. Wait, hold on. Trend dances from the mid to late 2000s. From a, from a scale of kid in a bar mitzvah who has no idea what he's doing to John Wall coming out of the tunnel. Where are you with your doggy? Uh... I'd say like a like an eight and a half maybe. Okay, it's, it's like solid. clean. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. The Dougie okay. is one I've always lacked in. I've never had a super crisp Dougie. My Millie Rock is <laughs> solid. Okay. The Millie Rock. I'll put is, my name on my Millie Rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, That's fair. Thank you. Yeah. So, Drew, how did you get into fashion? What's your background with it? Was it just something that you woke up with and decided to start one day? Was it something that you grew up with, like you know, either of your parents or siblings? I honestly, as, as, um, as much as I shit on like faux utilitarianism, I did get Mm -hmm. into it through like needing more pockets on things because I'm not really a backpack person. Um, and so like in like high school, I would be like sewing, um, like, you know, pieces of fabric to make a folder on the back of a hoodie or like a jacket or something, or like on pants, I'd add like a little pocket for like a pack of cigarettes or something. Um, shit like that. So shit is very simple. And then I was kind of like, oh, like this could be like a design thing too. Um, and so like for the first collection I did, I actually did like very, very utilitarian things, but like mm-hmm. I kind of tried not to call it that. Um, Cause you know, I, I feel like, you know, when you go to a store and you're trying on clothes, you're just like, not even the store element, you know, you're just trying on clothes and you're seeing what you like. Mm-hmm. Like there's the element of like the design and there's the element of the art. And I feel like the design part is such, you like, you need to have a foundation in that. You know, yeah. like if you go to like, I'm trying to name drop a store, but I, I kind of don't want to. Yeah, you're going to the Penthes, like a lot of the store, like the pockets aren't big enough or like, you know, mm-hmm. like this should be like three inches lower or like this couldn't fit like one of the bigger iPhones or like, This engineered you know, garment should not cost $600. Yeah, That I, I have less of a problem with, to be honest. <laughs> right. um, Fair enough. 
but but because it's like you know if you're gonna blow the 600 but that shit better have like you know hidden cargoes or something Mm -hmm. but yeah so i kind of got into it through that element and then just started uh you know designing based on like archetype and like mood and like yeah mostly through archetype honestly just like trying to think about like types of people and like ways that i was feeling and like i don't know what 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 felt most uh relevant to me like as a person and like how i could see myself sure that makes total sense yeah yeah. Um, kind of building off top of that, what inspired you in particular to to turn it into a brand? Uh, were you all were you just making <laughs> pieces for yourself at first, or did you always have the idea that it was going to be branded? It's funny. I actually don't even consider like what I do to be like like I haven't actually decided to turn it into a brand yet. Ooh, um, that's so just pre brand. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like really heavily in practice mode. Um, so if it was on Grail, that would say unbranded x Travis Scott. <laughs> Japanese brand yeah unknown Japanese um but no I, I don't know I'm still in practice like I'm not really For sure because I don't know you kind of only have one shot at this shit to like you know really make it and like I think mm-hmm. I I know that I really want to be prepared for that um because at the risk of sounding arrogant like I know I kind of like have what it takes design wise sure. like I'm pretty I'm like sure enough you know what I mean I wouldn't really oh definitely this a lot yeah. of my time if I didn't um and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really turned it into a brand. I'm just kind of like, you have to position yourself like a brand in order to sell objects to people. For sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes You're not just walking up to people in a trench coat and saying like, hey, kid, want to buy want to buy a bridge? <laughs> not yet. Okay. When you get there, we'll be there buying the bridge probably. John oh, and I are sick. not financially savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most Definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna, it sounds like I'll be needing all the help I can get. <laughs> Drew, what inspired the name choice? Kind of talking about a brand and how you're marketing and, and positioning yourself. What, you know, why Kunai? So I have one like very good reason. Okay. And I have one like really cheap reason. And the cheap reason is honestly like the more, the thing that swayed me the most. And that cheap okay. reason is that it sounds cool. It does sound um, cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like kind of decided to stick with it. But like the original reason was that like, um, kunais were kind of used originally as farming tools or mm-hmm. something very similar to it um that carried the same name in feudal japan and then when um they started to you know rise or no i guess it wasn't technically feudal but they, they had a caste system like that in place and then when mm-hmm. the um big air quotes peasants uh rose they started using them as weapons as well and so that kind of god this sounds pretentious um that like du- duality between the fucking um you know like things being like kind of designed and also like very usable yeah um, absolutely yeah like I, I don't i don't know to be honest it's the, it's the main thing is that it sounds cool and like imagery wise they're sick well you have you a kunai? yeah okay i believe naruto does but i haven't seen it that's what yeah. i've been told the, 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 believe it's a, big, it. it's a big part of naruto <laughs> um so i love we, how hold on by the end of the show they're still using throwing stars and kunais even though they're using like the insane chakras and <laughs> Megazord, Megazord powers, yeah. yeah, like giant skyscrapers. <laughs> Let me get these pointy razors <laughs> to fight a skyscraper. I'm gonna throw a knife up. at a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we talked about essentially why you started designing for yourself. Um, how long have you been interested in like the idea of being a clothing designer? Did that start before you started designing, or? Um, did it kind definitely of after okay definitely after at first because like i said like, it wasn't like a fashion thing even it was just yeah. like a don't want to crush my cigarettes with my keys type of thing um <laughs> and I just look at you now 
Yeah, look at me now, right? <laughs> and fuck, I forgot. What was the question again? Uh, just like how long have you been interested in being a clothing designer? Oh, um, probably the last like two or three years. I tend to like okay. really throw myself into like whatever I'm doing and kind of like mm. like if I'm if, like I was producing for a bit. And I still like make music, but like oh, you mm. know when I was doing that, I was like, oh, like how can I like make moves with this? How can I um, you know, get some bread off of this? Oh, absolutely. This, who, are just, favorite, uh, who are some of your favorite music artists? Um, really fucking with Shy Girl right now. Um, mm-hmm. like she's probably my favorite artist at the moment, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I've been listening to a ton of random Spanish music. Um, okay, which has been sick because like I can work with it mm-hmm. because like I don't speak Spanish, <clears throat> so I'm able to you know work and think and hear lyrics, which is great. Cool. Um, <laughs> that's, that's probably it. Yeah. 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 Also, Tierra Wack. Tierra Wack slaps. Yeah. She it's kind of it's such a flex cool. that she only like released that album with like a minute for each song. Yeah. I like really respect it, but it does annoy me. Yeah, I want the songs to all be like three hundred. It could be like four song. minute songs. You know? Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. So, true. Sorry to cut you off, but you're good. This is this is. I guess the pair of Kings podcast interview experience. Uh, what is your design yeah, process? Zoom. Yeah, that's true. It's, uh, you know, the, uh, the TA logs on and goes, okay, guys, somebody raise your hand. Somebody say something. And then you got 26 blank faces. <laughs> Go. Anyway, Drew, um, what does your design process look like? You kind of mentioned that you, you started just kind of doing things for yourself. Like, sewing things on you wanted you know a folder on the back of a, of a hoodie you wanted you know a, another pocket on your pants like is it just that are you basically just saying like this is what i need therefore other people will like it or are you you know like what's that process like what is it you? at this point yeah yeah at this point it's um i mean it, to be honest it changes like you know every like eight months or so it's kind of mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. i go through these cycles and like right now i'm on a like very archetype based thing of like oh like who is this person like i have this mm-hmm. concept of someone in my head almost or like a mood um i honestly i don't even know i like try not to think about it. like i'm I'm not a fan of um over contextualizing or like over um thinking like my own process absolutely I've, I've tried in the past and it's just like i wish i give you a better answer but it's just like if i if i think about it too much myself i start to like you know over define the frameworks that i'm using and then the next thing i know i'm like mm-hmm designing my inspiration as opposed to being inspired by it do you find any sort of limitations when you are designing when you do use that framework because it's so open-ended do you sometimes feel as if it's like too much choice is afforded to you or do you just kind of like for inspiration or or ideation or just kind of forming ideas um like what what is that process like like where are you finding ideas you know less so like creating but like you know, are you creating and ideating? Are you just kind of starting and, and working on one thing until it's done? Um, you know, like when you are creating, how are you creating? Um, I honestly don't don't know how to answer that, to be honest. All right. Fair. Yeah. All good. <laughs> All good. So how if maybe maybe this kind of ties in with the last question how would you describe what you create? Uh, we, we've thrown around some buzzwords earlier in this podcast. Um, you know, if you, you don't have to put a label on it, but you know, do you have an idea of 
what it is that you create outside of just them being closed? Yeah, I think I kind of create two categories of things. Um, One is like a lot more aesthetic based and like concept based. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like, I don't really care about if it's wearable or if it's like, you know, any of the you know, I, I think like I've heard this definition of art that it's anything that's not held up to the utilitarian standards of the field, you know, like a mm-hmm. shirt you don't have to wear. And so I design a lot of things like in that area and then kind of like tone them back a little bit to make them kind of that midpoint between like a product and like an artwork. Because like, you know, I think there's this antiquated idea that like I personally can get stuck on from the 70s that we kind of broke through. Um, about how like you know like there's art and then there's commerce and there's like the two can't intertwine because Mm -hmm. one will like taint the other Um, and like I do believe that at my heart but I kind of don't want to and I'm working on like not believing it because I think like I think like Vetmon is like a beautiful example of like you can have like art and commerce be a part of each other um, in a fluid way that kind of like you know they they benefit each other and it's almost like symbiotic Um, so yeah, like I, I made like a big blue hoodie recently that just like sold a bunch of because like I do need a product, you know, and then like I'm yeah. working right now on like a version of it that's like kind of in that middle to go forward with. Sick. Like I said, like I'm, I'm still kind of like practicing and trying to get my um my language down yeah, for like for sure. what I, what like 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 language like visually, you know, almost definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've like uh, like scrolling through your Instagram, you do see kind of an evolution in just the overall feel of the product um and you can kind of pinpoint different areas of uh of focus in your work um i guess is my broken english way of putting it but it is really interesting (laughs) to kind of see that evolution and kind of seeing like maybe this is just different choices made by the designer and this is how it reflects in the in the end product thank you you're welcome. Um, out of curiosity, when you are kind of posting things on your Instagram and, and making things, you know, to sell, how are you, um, you know, like, how do you build a, an outfit? Do you kind of create things with the intention of being integrated into an outfit as a whole? Or is it Never. just kind of, okay, cool. Ooh. Yeah, for me, it's it's always like, I kind of think about the items as like individuals. Okay. And then um, kind of later, just cobble them together. And like, cool. oh, like this, this, this goes with this, this goes with that, you know. For sure. I have to ask as well on your Instagram, you have a pair of hyper fuzzy boots. Uh, they're white. Uh, yes. Those they're are crazy. Um, what are those? So those ask. are a, a pair of Rolex boots from the 60s. Um, and they're completely unwearable. The sole would fall apart <laughs> on the street and they're like, they're very uncomfortable, but they are like a size like 11 or something. Okay. Um, so they fit all the models. <laughs> yeah those are amazing i've been hunting on ebay for them for a very long time um i finally found a pair that was like reasonable how did you how did you find them in the first place that like you know so down that road of you looking to be honest there's an account um angel number eight i don't know who he is but like i've been following him for maybe like a couple years and he's so fly um and he's not like a like a fit pick person he's like he's really doing something um and he had a pair of fur boots on in like 20 I want to say 2018 or something okay. and I saw them and I was like yo what the fuck and like I asked him and he, I, I, he didn't like tell me um, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't I mean shit but um and so I just started like looking around for like fur boots and then I finally like found a pair that I think are like similar nice but so he cool. he he gets the credit for that there are I should, the... I should tag him I kind of like don't want to like 
let him know that I like totally kind of swagger jacked, but also like this is Instagram, like this is the way the road. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, Rick Rick recently did the si- similar the Montclair so ones that uh, yeah. you can't actually wear in the winter because they'll get all wet. And <laughs> I think they look beautiful, all. dirty. I don't know. I was like at yeah. Rick and I like I like tried them on. Montclair had the ones that were my size, and they were nice, but it was just like. I don't know. I kind of have a problem with pieces that are like they don't blend in. You know, like like yeah. they could all, like I think my favorite garments and some of my favorite things I make are things that just like they could almost like pass for something regular if it's if they were like worn a certain way and then like mm-hmm. like I think like you know like one Saga's boot could be a very good example of this. Of like a lot of their items, they look so regular if mm-hmm. like you're just looking at them, but like they are wonderful. Like they're very well considered. They're very thoroughly like thought out and, and constructed and everything, and they're beautiful. So I, I try to make like. I don't know, but you can't really like, like that's good art, but it's like not, or it's good design, but it's like the art is conceptual, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. So Drew, how do you dress on your day to day? Are you wearing things that you're making for like on your Instagram page? You just kind of dressing, you know, undercover civilian type of deal. Like, you know, want to be able to notice that you, you know, wore or had anything that was on your Instagram itself? Yeah, I um well I've been like I don't know, I'll find like an object that I that I really like or I'll make an object that I really like mm-hmm. and wear that for like a couple like a while or like test I'll test drive something, you know, and make sure like oh like you know this pocket should be two inches up or this this sleeve this arms mm-hmm. I needs to be like an extra inch wider. It could be an inch, you know, um smaller. Um for the most part, I think you could probably tell that I was in fashion. I mean, a cool. lot of days you definitely can because I'm a big fan of the, uh, <laughs> like the Balenciaga outerwear and that kind of shit. That's oh, nice. like, you know, fucking giant, like these crazy silhouettes. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of that shit, but like also, I don't know. I, I like to de- like blend in in terms of color, but then silhouette, I like definitely don't. Nice. Today nice. I was wearing like, I don't know, you know, like, like earth tones with like some red or maybe like a light blue. Um, but then the shape is like, the shape is right. <laughs> Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Kind of going into into your your creative process, what has been the most difficult piece to create? Um, let me pull my Instagram. I kind of like don't think about something after I like I forget what I've <laughs> sure. done. Like after yeah. I finish something, I kind of never want to see it again in my life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> probably. God. Um. <laughs> Uh, the most difficult piece, definitely the uh, the cocoon, like light gray uh, top and shorts that Kendrick actually modeled both of them. Okay. I'm realizing those I made when I was at FIT like a long time ago. Um, oh, wow. And they were, I'm never doing that again. It, it sucked because <laughs> the fabric is like super stretchy, but like I needed the lines to look straight. Like it was awful. What was FIT like as somebody who is like getting into design? I've heard it's pretty crushing it was, sometimes in terms of like. I was so, yeah, sorry. No, no, I. That was the question. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, FIT is sick if you're just like looking to learn some skills and mm-hmm. like because they will not do shit for you creatively. Like they're like, I think as close to a trade school as you can get when it comes to fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I also only went for like a semester, so I kind of can't um you know I can't shit on them too hard. Um, as much as I might try, but mm-hmm. you know, 
because i don't know the, the, the curriculum feels very outdated like if they were teaching us to like make blazers for like the floor of macy's or something or like something like very outdated like like hmm. you look you couldn't make like a ski jacket you couldn't make like we didn't learn how to make a t-shirt like we learned how to make a pair of trousers for a suit and a button-up shirt and that was it for the first semester, which is a lot to learn how to pa- like from scratch pattern and construct. Oh, like perfect. Yeah. Um, but it definitely like, I still have to like, you know, figure shit out. Like even like today, like I just made a ski jacket mm-hmm. recently that I'm going to post pretty oh. soon. And like that, I used like almost nothing that I learned from FIT to do. I had to like figure out most of it, um, Okay. which is really annoying, but it was, I don't know. It's kind of like a puzzle at the same time. Yeah. I have to ask, do you have any sort of like principles in your design? Like, you know, are you looking to do things that are sustainably made? Like, you know, use less no. fabric? Are you okay? Just no, that that whole shit is like not real. Like, no, it's it's not. I'm sorry. Like I, I got chewed out about this for my at um like a while ago but like yeah there's no such thing as like sustainable fashion if it's not an already made object like if like all these brands talking about oh like you know we're like sustainable we like you know our less water is used for our t-shirt cotton like yeah still four fucking gallons like my god like if someone really wanted to do something for the environment and wanted to do something with clothes they'd be you know i don't know uh not making clothes not making making clothes clothes, but if if you had to you could probably set up a um like a curating distributional type thing for thrift clothes and have like like highly curated spaces like that Mm -hmm. you could have um do small runs kind of like akin to what boat is doing where you take Mm -hmm. old things and you rework them or like a greg lawn aesthetic greg lawn type thing but with um you know more uh with better aesthetics or different aesthetics like Mm -hmm. there are solutions to this but like you know pleather will never be as sustainable as just using old leather that's true. Yeah. yeah. Sorry if that was kind of fast in a rant. I just, I, I, oh, I no. feel very uh, no. <laughs> passionate about this. So ASAP Rocky is on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Huge. Cool. Who is, or which I should say, celebrity would you like to see wearing your clothes? Would you most like to see? You got to pick one. Yes. Got to pick one. Um. So I've actually been pretty intentional about like making sure I only shoot people like within the like fashion community mm-hmm. or like people like in my immediate community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm oh, sorry, someone walked in the room. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Okay. But if I have to pick someone, um, probably Denna. Ooh. I think he's he's like he's the only person that's like articulating like what's happening now in fashion or like in the world i like i want to shoot him that'd be pretty sick demna we know you're listening hit up kunai yeah (laughs) so this could be this following question i'll do some preface it could be any aspect of your life doesn't necessarily even have to be in in your design uh what what inspires you I need a sec to think on that. For sure. I'm pretty inspired by uh, I'm pretty inspired by some of the people close to me that uh, are really doing their best and giving everything to have like an amazing object at the end of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like really aren't doing this shit for any other reason other than they like feel like a need to get it done. Okay. Um, okay. Do you I'm surround very, yourself oh, with a lot of other artists and designers like in I your day to day? I do. Nice. Um a lot I probably probably most to be honest. Um I'm also very inspired by people that like 
like if we're talking like just like visual inspiration i think it's really amazing when something is not when someone else doesn't consider something art but it's beautiful you know mm-hmm. like i think there's this very interesting thing that happens where you know people when they think something's art they believe they're being presented you know as, as a verb with a capital p you know presented with something they like kind of very dismiss it very easily and then if someone believes that they're like you know like i think the a great example of this would be like you know very derelict of like there's like a there's all these pat fashion pages with like you know the photos of like some grandma who's fly or like some homeless mm-hmm. person it's like you know those people aren't viewing what they're doing as art and so they're mm-hmm. not presenting it the same way that like a kid in like a balenci jacket is mm-hmm. and there's something very inspiring about like people really doing them for the the purpose of that yeah and also my so girlfriend nice. who's like very uh she focuses a lot on also like really making like the most meaningful possible thing and like not really compromising for anything. Cool. And like, I definitely like need more of that. Cause I think I'm, I'm much, I can be quick to um, say something's hard to do or hard to express or like, you know, sure. it, it's hard to explicitly have a message or like an idea sometimes. Um, I think she thinks she has a very good grip on that. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty cool. Do you work um, in a space with a lot of creatives or alongside any other creatives? Yeah, so I have a studio in the Garment District that I share with uh, mm-hmm. a pretty well-known, maybe not a household, but but, but a well-known um, fashion designer who's like an old school like couture person. Um, Drop the name. Drop no, it's, the you name. wouldn't know it. Um, but he makes like old women's wear and he's like reviving a BMX brand right now. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's like very different shit. But so like, there's like a lot of like that super couture energy sometimes, and like okay. someone will be coming in for like a custom dress that's like total bullshit, and like he handles it very interestingly. Um, and then he's also like, you know, making all this like hyper utilitarian, but still like branded, like still brand like centered in a sense, um, mm. like BMX gear, which is really sick to see. And like it's on the floor of like a factory, like a whole factory building in the garbage, oh, wow. which is sick. So I like I, I see a lot of stuff, um, and kind of get to interact with it too, which is really nice. Is there any way for you to like grab stuff off of other people's racks and pay them for it? You know, before it hits stores, have you gotten any like crazy, crazy pieces for? No. Below? Okay. I have not, because it's mostly like, I don't I don't know the brands that are being produced. It's like random, like exceedingly random things. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like I don't know, I think like engineered garments was like making their waistbands here or something. Like it's oh, very like okay. like random, but like not full garments. You know what I'm saying? Pieces, like there's yeah. like Pendleton things are being made here, but like also like PPE. Like it's very um, huh. it's very weird. Strange. That's yeah, really it's very interesting. Raw. It's, it's sick. So Drew, how has living in New York influenced you and and what you make? How has it influenced Kunai? I mean, it, how has it influenced Kunai? Um. I don't know. That's it's a very it's a very good question. You know, I mean, like, how did New York influence me? Like, I am like New York is me the same way. Like, if you're from Michigan, John, like Michigan is you. You know, like it. That's it true. You can't. I don't know where you draw that line between like the person and their environment, but like, I think it definitely informs a lot of like the stuff that I make for sure. But like, I don't I don't know how to I don't know if I could like you know draw that line and say oh this is how it does that because it's like I, I've never lived anywhere else. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Who who knows is this, what it is, would be? Is this how New York it feels to be inspired by New York, or is this just like what life is? You know, like what mm-hmm. I feel is elsewhere, what I not. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. On the topic of the brand itself, who is the kunai consumer in your eyes? Don't know, to be honest Don't with know. you. 
could be yeah anyone. i mean it's yeah so far it's just been like a lot of people like in like the fashion community you know like um you know kids like maltosis or like kendrick or like you know pe- people that are into this shit um in a genuine way that's the hope mm-hmm. is to kind of build that's that yeah, but i think you, you know to to pay bigger bills you gotta i guess branch out more or the community can branch out and get bigger for you, which seems to be the direction it's taking. So that's, yeah, we were kind of talking about that on our earlier podcast this week, how fashion and I mean, specifically the example like sneakerheads that used to be such a niche subculture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I'm, I'm a year and a half removed from school, but back when I was in college, like everybody cared about their, their footwear. Mm. It wasn't just a niche thing where you had kids mm. who uh, who had the latest and greatest. It was like everybody had to have this shoe for no reason other than like it was cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's classic. It's becoming the norm now. I think fashion is now becoming like similar to music. Like everybody's involved. Yeah, it's, in, it's in funny to say. I feel like in like the nine, Robert Gallardo has this like thing he wrote about like, being, or like, it's a small thing, but it's interesting about how he's basically his hypothesis is that what skateboarding was to the nineties, like rapping is to like the two thousands, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like this, I think he says like rags to riches, um, creative outlet that I think now we're kind of entering the next phase of that, where it's like, you know, having a clothing brand is the next, like being a designer is the next rapper, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, we see so many brands popping up on the explore page. I mean, yeah, you yeah. you weed out, and that's who will survive is the the ones who are taking it seriously and not yeah. printing their logo on a cheap blank. Uh, but we do see that happening as well, and yeah. making it. Um, and it's all right for people to to chase a bag. It's just yeah. whether or not the bag is sustainable. Yeah. So, kind of on that topic, in your mind what's one thing that's going well in the world of fashion right now? And what's one thing that's not going well? I think a thing that is going well, geez, it's a, I have a pretty bleak outlook on this shit. I don't know. I got to think on what's going well. I can start with what's not going well. I mean, there's, sure. we have a complete erasure of like the middle tier of um, retailers, you know, like there's no like ladder to climb anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no more OC Tokyo sevens going down. Um, and the shit that's already in retail, like a lot of it is pretty terrible. I mean, like, I think that's one of the main reasons with that archive fashion has seen such a crazy, like, um, rise in or surge in popularity is that like, you know, if you want to see the good things that are being made, mm. they're all, they were all made in the past, you know, they've already um, all been made. They or yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get a trench coat, like you could get, if you're going to go to buy an amazing one retail, mm-hmm. it's going to be at least a band. But for that, you yep. can get like an old uh, RAF one, or like an old comb one. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you know, retail is kind of being flanked from both those spaces of like, A, there's bad shit being designed now. And B, there's amazing shit designed in the past being sold by people who have no overhead so they can really compete with the retail places. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really just seems to be too much for the middle tiers, um, which is very sad. It is, and you yeah. end up with like the these giant fucking you know sacks that has Barney's within it that'll have sorry something else in it, and you have like the astroturfed like Totokaelo, where it's like they're kind of just like, you know, it's it's uh, I don't know how sports works, but it's like you know it's this little team that they take the best players and put them on the big team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then the, the tiniest of tiny little pop-ups that have like some good stuff like there's no yeah. there's no more ladder which is really too bad and like oc i think was like one of the last bastions of like places you could go that would have both undercover that was good but like also you could see something you hadn't seen before that was quality that like someone was willing to take a shot at you know are they officially closed in new york yes that's a shame jesus it really is do you have any other places that you like to go to shop for clothes like i really like chcm which is pretty cool what's that um it's uh where is it in the city it's a store, obviously, but they kind of collect things. They have like a small bookstore. Um, it's on Bond Street, um, on like the lower floor. They've got some I th- really. I think I stuff. went. Th- I might have went there today. I went to like a bunch of places. Oh. <laughs> like I said, I was talking about retail with my friend. Um, yeah, I love Tokyo Seven for vintage stuff. Do you have any yeah. store recommendations for New York City? Yeah, Second Street has like surprisingly great shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. They, I visited both their Chelsea and their. Um, God, the timing of this is great. I visited their Chelsea and their, um, like, one closer to 14th today. Okay. And, like, they really, uh, they had some great stuff. Okay. Nice. I was surprised. Is it curated at all, or is it just kind yes. of like, oh, cool. It feels curated. I don't know if it is, but it, yeah. it feels curated enough. Cool. Okay, so, cool. what's next for you and what's next for Kunai? Like, you know, are you... I don't know, establishing yourself as a brand and trying to get a retail location? Are you fleshing out your website? Are you building your Instagram following? What What is it? I am just trying to get, become a better artist for probably the foreseeable future. You know, I'm just trying to like sell some garments to keep everything going. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, like you want people to be able to engage with your art beyond just seeing it. Um, yeah, I'm just, honestly, yo, I'm just like, which is part of what's made quarantine so good is that this is so easy that I've just been like making clothes and like writing about art and like hanging out with my girlfriend and, you know, fulfilling orders. Like it's really been wonderful. And that's kind of like what I'm going to be doing for like the next while, you know, just like keep doing what I'm doing. Do maybe, maybe, uh, you know, some pop-ups here and there. Um, but I'm not trying to get stocked or anything. I'm not ready for that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I could handle it in terms of like, you know, making everything, but I can't handle like, you know, you can't really be stocked for one season and not the next. You can't go on and off. Like you're either on or you're off. And so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to probably wait maybe like as long as I can um, to really take this shit like and, and take my shot at like, you know, becoming real, um, mm-hmm. becoming wider spread. Yeah. Side question. Do you make all your pieces yourself? I make all of my samples myself. Okay, cool. And so I make all my patterns and everything like that. Um, That's great. If something sells, like, I'll pass that off to the manufacturers in sure. the studio. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of on the topic of the brand, uh, have you ever considered brand collabs? And if so, who would be on the shortlist? So I would only collab with people. Ray Kawakuba has this really great quote about collaboration where she's like, oh, you know, like one, two plus two has to equal five, you know, like it can't mm-hmm. just be a summation of both of your things. Like it has to bring this third entity out. Um, and yeah. I, I think that's like pretty succinct um, and how I feel about it. Of like, you know, I'm not going to collaborate with anybody unless like, I think that like, it's going to be far better than even both of our work combined. You know, it has to sure. got to be greater than the sum of its parts. Um, I would, however, collaborate with, someone who so I, I would love to collaborate with like adidas or like someone who has like some brand imagery or like something that i can like fuck around with and they really sure. want to be treating my shit like it's like tender of just like oh like yes or no to different designs mm-hmm. um because then i could get them to handle all the manufacturing 
like I would want I would want to like collaborate to like kind of like utilize their resources mm-hmm. on the next level, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from both a marketing and a product perspective there. Like yeah. larger brands is a great thing to latch on to. Yeah, not even as like a like a like a outreach thing. I just think that like no, yeah. Yeah, like it'd be sick to there's so many options paid professionally you know yeah yeah you look at a lot of collabs like like you look at the kiko asics collaboration that has come to an end now but went on for a few years yeah he was able to create a silhouette from the ground up he's the first non asics designer to ever do that Mm. yeah that's sick i didn't actually know that part of it yeah the gel carril which is the horse racing themed one that Mm -hmm. was the first ever Asics shoe that was designed from the ground up by someone who wasn't this up right now. employed by the brand. Gel Kirill, you said? Yeah, K-I-R-I-L. I actually bought a pair of those this morning. Yeah? Yeah. It's a shoe I've had my eye on for a while, and I was able to get them for a really good price off of Grail. Oh, these are quite cool. I like the colors a lot as well. I got the green ones. Nice. Thank you. What are uh, what are some brands that you're a fan of? Like, stuff you see. Yeah. Like, I love what you're doing. Uh. I really like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, a, honestly, like a huge Demna fan. Like anything he touches, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I think he like really hits the nail on the head, like extremely consistently. Yeah. Um, I'm also a giant Adidas fan. I fucking love their shit um, so much. Um, I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I just think like the three stripes is, it, it looks so good. And like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's such a. Like it feels like that right balance of like it's commercial, but like it feels like some effort was put in, but like you completely miss it. And like I don't know, I'm I'm a big Adidas fan. I I have like a, a small like rare Adidas collection Ooh, of like sick. garments that are like like some like in the in the mid two thousands they did these uh like really weirdly colored mesh shorts. And so mm-hmm. they got a bunch of those. Like <laughs> nice. I'm a big fan of Adidas. Show. So your your stripes over checks. Oh yeah, not a Nike person at all. I think the swoosh look is like kind of cool, but like mm-hmm. definitely stripes for show. That's a rarity nowadays. Not so much in like 2016, 2017, but the the three stripes have kind of died off in the mainstream, or so it seems. It's too bad. I think like you know, honestly, I, I don't even know why. But... I think they just kind of ran themselves dry with a million ultra boosts and NMDs, and people <laughs> kind of oh that's got, right, got bored of the ultra boosts. Yeah, that was a, a big era of... Yeah, I forgot about that. I think that you're right. That might have been like kind of what... Just oversaturation. Like put, their, put their expiration date on. It wasn't yeah. special anymore. And now you see it happening with the Easy line where... It, I mean, that's oh. that was Kanye's goal was everyone who wanted a pair could get a pair. But when that happened, people didn't want them anymore because they weren't... There wasn't yeah, that perceived ironic. scarcity. <laughs> it is. It's funny. Um, I wonder what the next big thing is going to be. You know what I mean? Like a thing that has, I should say, staying power, right? Like, yeah. Uh, like Yeezys were were the shoe for like three years, mm-hmm. and the shoe and like exclusive off whites, but those were impossible to get. But everybody yeah. wanted them. Mm. Yeah. Like, what's, what's the next be? one that's gonna dunks walk are the line? dunks are having their moment, but they're already dying off. Yeah. Like the dunk hype is already going down. That was a quick yeah. one. Yeah. I'm surprised I mean, the whole. Oh, you got it. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, Travis Scott can only pull that so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what were you going to say, Drew? I was say I'm surprised that the uh, shitty but obscure and rare-seeming Japanese brand thing hasn't, like, reached yeah. as far into the mainstream. 
Yeah. Because, like, you know, I, I'm a fan of some of 2047 stuff, but, like, yo, like, these people are reaching. There's so much, like, super mid-tier shit that's, like, being pushed solely because it's, like, a rare Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think yeah. there's this line drawn between, like, rare is, like, like, rare is not the same as, like, sought after. Yeah. Might know? be rare for a reason. They just yeah. didn't make that many because yeah. it just wasn't the demand. Um, Not to say it's bad, but, you know it's just how it goes in that in that realm uh it's kind of interesting we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the week rick owens is becoming a hype beast brand he is a hype beast brand like let's not beat around yeah if not becoming he is how how do you define hype beast brand he is can name kyle who's 14 is wearing him to school is wearing ramones and it's just i mean certain rick pieces you know but like yeah like that that kid's i don't know i'm i'm hesitant to say rick is like I mean, look, he's definitely, like, playing to – he's selling definitely a lot of things right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's cool for him. But I don't yeah. know. I think we've, we've seen the best Rick already exist. I think, like, 2016 or, like, 2015 to 2018 was, like, his best mm-hmm. shit. And it's, like – I feel like he's kind of, like, riding on the high of that in terms of, like, his design. For sure. Um, I think the women's wear from this past year was really cool where everybody looked yeah. like, you know, Neon Genesis Evangelion characters, like – yeah that was I, I i fuck with it i just don't it doesn't feel like as good as me to the larry stuff for some reason yeah makes sense. but it's, it's by no era. type of scale other than like what i think personal preference yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but it's it's interesting to see like like you said rap influences a lot and you have rappers wearing stuff like ramones um and then that'll become a sought after shoe and the next thing pops up and it kind of gets left in the dust so Yep. If you're what do you listening, think the next thing is um, cowboy core. Cowboy core. We've, mm. we've kind of been betting on like flared pants, corduroy, mm. big collars, <laughs> like just just interesting kind of pseudo western wear. Because you can you can dress it up, you can dress it down. Like you can dress mm-hmm. it up into a suit, you can dress it down, which wear a shirt and pants. Like um, it's it's a weird era that we're in right now also because no one really knows how to dress with quarantine. Mm. I don't know. I haven't like had to dress up for anything since March. (laughs) I haven't put pants on since March. (laughs) So right now I'm in like this weird pseudo fashion era where if I am dressing up, it's solely because I woke up that day and wanted to, it's not because I have to. And, you know, I do find myself, researching and finding out new things about fashion every day which is awesome Mm -hmm. unless you ask my wallet then it's not so awesome (laughs) but um you know i'm I'm interested to see when society resumes kind of how people will hit the ground running as to what they're wearing in a day-to-day basis yeah if that makes sense Mm. a little bit of rambling from my end but (laughs) that's facts though thank you what is your goal in the world of fashion you know is there like an end game for you like you know is there a point where you you'd sit down and you'd be like I, i've done it right like no okay I have, I have no i have no illusions about uh what i think will make me feel you know like i'm like we'll never need to be fulfilled again you know what i mean like it's a very mm-hmm. uh i don't know i didn't think i'd be doing what i'm doing now i didn't mm-hmm. think i'd be where i'd be at where i am now when i like a year ago you know two mm-hmm. years ago even like maybe not a year because of quarantine, but like, <laughs> you know, thing, things have changed a lot and developed a lot. And I'm not trying to set mm-hmm. any, uh, any long-term 
achievements unless I really believe in them. And to be honest, the closer I, I've tried doing that before and like I got the thing and like, you know, whoever wore the shit or like I got the collection done. It's like, honestly, like, mm. I don't know that that's such a, it doesn't think like that doesn't really work for me. Like it, yeah. it needs mm-hmm. to be like a shorter time, which is like, all right, I'm trying to like do this thing for these reasons and then I will feel good about it. And then I get mm-hmm. there and I'm like, cool. Like what's the next thing, you know, like, like I said, like I, I finish a piece and I like never want to see it again. I'm like on to the next thing. Like I, yeah. Hey, that's good. Never settle. Yeah. Isn't that the name of a Payless shoe store? Is that never settle? Hold on. <laughs> All right. Deep cuts from Saul. Let's go. Uh, never settle is by oh, a bunch of a, songs. It's Denver's best digital agency. Shout out never settle in Denver. Okay, it's a certified hood classic for sure. Uh, please sponsor our <laughs> podcast. I want the most random sponsor. I want like a yeah, Milwaukee-based. That's the move. Someone completely removed company. from the world of fashion that we just name drop every episode. <laughs> I want Cutco to sponsor the pod. <laughs> there we go. We will ride or die for most sponsors if they oh. if they ask. Yeah. We still have yeah. our we have our pride, but you know. Is my audio that. working? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Word. I just got a weird notification. Gotcha. Um, Was it telling you that you came on a podcast? <laughs> like, run? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Maybe after this next question, actually. Yeah, I've been um, hacking the mainframe. This is, as we like to call it, the Pair of Kings Cornerstone. Uh, it's the, the culmination of our interview experience. And uh, it's it's definitely a little off the wall, but we we are looking forward to to your answer. So, Drew, if you had a year, that is 365 days, 366 days of it's a leap year like this year, <laughs> you had a year to eat a door, hinges and doorknob included. Do you think you could do it? Yeah, I could eat that shit in probably like 30 days, bro. Let's no, how would you do it? The door, how would dude? you do it? It's a door. standard door made of a fine oak. Everything's digestible. We're not. We're not trying yeah, to. Then you you eat it slowly. I don't know. Let's go. What are you doing? Let's. Uh, what's what's the process? Are take you a just piece off and at the door? take a bite. Yeah. Chad. That's Chad. <laughs> Drew, Chad, just going straight into it. No, no sawdust. No. Breaking I mean, you it could down. not. I think sawdust would honestly be harder. Like not. Ooh. Like yeah, because I think if it's sawdust, you're gonna mouth is gonna get so fucking like dry and you chopped can put it up. In a smoothie. You put it that's in. That's cheating. A pie. That's cheating for sure, bro. Oh, that's getting creative. We allow it. Yeah, yeah we've oh, had well, some you, really then, interesting then answers. How how could you say no? I mean, I think. Thank you. Honestly, you know that's what? what? You know, what you like could do. Hear. You could make them into like tiny marbles t- sized things that you could just mm-hmm. drink them with water. If that's really how we're trying to play this. I feel like, like as if they were pills. Do I love the confidence? Yeah. We we've you know, it's it's very reassuring after. How many months? Nine months of quarantine to to see people still going gung ho. Like, yeah, yeah, I could eat a door. Yeah, 30 days. I feel like thirty days. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, especially now. I think about if I'm allowed to like use smoothies or whatever. Oh yeah, you could it, probably do it in like, in like fifteen days type shit. Wow. Respect. Because like, I mean, like a little bit with every like. All right, I'm looking at my door right now. I cut that in half. That's like okay. Okay, I'd say like probably three weeks. Actually, fifteen days is a little bit too quick. Yeah. Okay. I like that you're you're realistic on top of everything. Realistic, <laughs> mixed with confidence, a nice intersection. He's not he's not he's not kidding. He's not kidding himself with with his door eating prowess. See, he knows mm-hmm. where his limits. He knows lie. what he's you capable of. You said hinges of. and all, right? Hinges yep. and all. 
Yeah, the hinges would be difficult, but you could do it probably. Pill shape, you know, yeah. it's doable. A guy ate a plane in two years. Anything's oh. possible. Uh, what was it, Monsieur Labouche? Oh, yeah. somebody eats a plane in two years. How could he not eat a door in one? Thank but you. then we were like, we have to preface it like he had a genetic disposition where he had like insanely thick stomach lining and stuff like that. So we do not <laughs> okay, condone yeah. anyone actually eating doors or no, eat the door like that. Eat the door. Eat the door. Uh, no, <laughs> don't. Eat the door. Coward. Nothing. No, you're right. I'm so I'm so close. But if you know what the problem is, no problem is. What's that? Gotta get a new door. Ah, there you go. It's not even my crib, really. Yeah, we don't wanna we don't want you eating any doors that you I mean shit, I'm sitting on an oak desk. Okay. Surrounded. Let's upgrade it. You think you could eat that desk? Oh fuck no. This is dude, the desk is like many times larger than the door. That's it's, got like, it's got like you have a cabinets year. in a year. Yeah, oh, definitely. Probably like Damn. six months though. Cause it, okay. dude, there's like, I wish I could shoot in the camera. There's like multiple doors on this thing. It's like a work setup type thing. Okay. Nice. Got it. Well, that was perhaps one of, if not the most confident answer we've ever gotten <laughs> to the door question. For real. Kudos to you, Drew. Thanks. And with that, that's, uh, that's the end of our, of our main event that is the the questions we've written up for you but we're not done with the podcast yet well no uh in the words of kanye drew i've got a plan <laughs> run away as fast as you can. <laughs> it's time for the closing ceremonies of the pod drew thank you and congratulations for for getting through the the main event of this podcast spectacular answers all around uh very very well so especially no knowledge of the questions beforehand yeah yeah i just feel like if i if i prepared i would just end up like overthinking this shit and like most definitely yeah off the dome don't respect um but it's time for the closing ceremonies headlined by song of the week so essentially what this is we add songs ourselves and then we have our guest add a song to our ongoing spotify playlist that if you the listener would like to find mosey on down to spotify type in pair of kings you're gonna see a podcast with our faces on it maybe listen to an episode or two after that mosey on down to the playlist check it out listen to drew's song listen to our songs listen to every other guest songs we hope you enjoy it without further ado drew what is your song of the week my song is lang by shy girl all right any any particular reasoning uh, yeah, the production is incredible. Um, she's talking hot shit. Um, her flow is pretty good. It just, it really feels like how I romanticize what the club scene will be like, like after quarantine. Post-quarantine. People just railing cocaine in New York City bathrooms. <laughs> They've missed it too much. Oh, Lord. Don't worry, guys. You can get a sinus infection literally anywhere else. You don't need to be doing that. <laughs> solly boy what's your song of the week this week um my song of the week have i mm, uh okay yeah sympathy for the grinch by 100 gex it's one of the better holiday songs out there it's uh it's a banger kidnapping santa yeah uh, they kidnap mm. the dude chased by the elves everybody's mad at them. it fits with 100 gex style storytelling in their songs yeah, they uh, they kidnapped Santa. What else could you want? 
That's 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 an insane move. That is an insane move. Come on now. Very, very on brand. Yeah. For our for friends real. over at 100 Gex. Big shouts. Yeah. John, uh, to finish things off, here. Um, as we all, I'm sure, know, Blade uh, released his new album in collaboration with Mecca Talk last week entitled Good Luck. I was there at the live stream concert, as were many of our Mecca Talk is getting death threats. That's awful. I don't, I didn't is see this that aside from job? his story. <laughs> No, that's clearly not because I loved it. I thought the the project was great. And uh, my song of the week this week is Rainbow by Blade, produced by Mechatok from their album Good Luck. It was, it was released as a snippet on someone's Instagram story like a year ago, and they changed the beat. I think people were mad about that. Um, I thought it ended up really nice. Uh, and it is also a little club-esque like it it's a different feel for blade which i think that's why people were mad but um yeah that's my song of the week so i see you making a face what's wrong uh there are 224 songs on our playlist holy cow yeah i'm gonna look it up right now pair of kings it's a white square with a black text that is literally in like 144p it looks like the comme des garçons font found it that's crazy. I didn't know there were that many songs on the playlist. Yeah. How long Holy have we shit. been doing this podcast? It's too long. It's like Groundhog <laughs> Day, John. We wake up every morning and it's just, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> that is wild. But, you know, it's, I'm, it's an honor. It's yeah. It shows, you know, we're, we're on our way to 10,000 hours of potting. That's when we become Jesus. experts. But, oh, my God. Great songs all around, you know. Please respect the artist to whoever was being cruel towards Mecha Talk and Blade. My goodness. It's, it's just a song. Get a life. That's, for real. that's so lame. Um, but to continue. It is fun to be a hater. Apparently so. Um, but Dude, I can attest. It is very they took fun it to be a hater. <laughs> way too far from, from what I heard. Yeah? Yeah. Um, however, moving down the list closing ceremonies drew we want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us on the thanks Fair for having Kings me podcast this evening uh it was a blast thank you so much for for all your great answers insights everything um before we let you go the floor is yours let the people know where to find you uh where they can shop your product give any shout outs you'd like to give anything like that take as much time as you'd like Okay, cool. Um, I mean, first off, like, yo, thank you for having me on this shit. Uh, this has thank been you. fun, and I'm, I'm like happy to be here. Um, I, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, kunai.myc, k-u-n-a-i.myc. Been trying to get the name just kunai for the longest, but mm-hmm. he's a kid in Tokyo who won't respond. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't even feel the need to shout anybody here. I mean, they can, I, I shout out, I like put people on my story pretty often just to like kind of show, uh, show love and spread people around the community as much as I can, but respect. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you, know, you taking, if you're time. ever in New York, either of you like hit me up. Oh, absolutely. Probably I plan will. on heading out there next year. Uh, I've never Deck. been to the city before, so I definitely, you'll have a blast. Need to blast out there. Go visit, visit the homies in NYC. 
Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Thank you again to Drew for joining us. We will definitely link, take some, take some fun pics or I don't know, whatever we do in New York, go shopping and Millie Rock. Millie Rock, Dougie, Whip, Nana, in the concrete jerk. jungle where dreams are made of. Concrete jungle. There's nothing you can't do. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on, talking with us, chopping it up. This has been an absolute pleasure. We loved getting to know you. We hope our, our listeners who are introduced to you uh, will show love and support and all that good stuff. But John. It's all. This is the Pair of Kings podcast. That's what they um, tell us. I, Saul Thompson, am joined every week by my lovely co-host. My name's John Hokaboom. We do this this little thing called a podcast twice a week, every week, for the foreseeable future. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Pair of Kings podcast. We bring you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Have a great Thursday, everyone. Great outro, Saul. Thank you. I try. <laughs>